The following segment is from the off-day debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. The same team that moved heaven and earth to move up to number three in the draft and take Trey Lance, the same team that flirted with every single quarterback that was on the market and some that were off the market, Dak Prescott looking at you, now they're doing everything they can to keep Jimmy Garoppolo in the lineup. Ben, you are outside the 49ers bubble, so maybe I'm just too emotional about this. When you look at what the 49ers are doing right now, does it make sense to you? So there's two things that I've I've said for a long time. Actually, one I said for a long time. The other I've mostly said this year. Everything so, is delicious. Is everything one. is delicious. Uh, number one is... It, it, it quarter you can you can start a rookie you can sit a rookie you can put him in during the first year you can do whatever uh you have to respond to the guy you've got in the building you you, you once you draft a dude and you know you know you don't want to be in a position as a team where you feel like you have to start him right away because that might be bad for his development but once you draft him you have to draft him with a knowledge of how you think he learns a knowledge of how you think he's going to develop a knowledge of what you think his timeline is going to be because you, you've worked with your quarterback's coach, you worked with your, with your scouting department to understand him and how he thinks. And then you have that plan, you get him in the building, you got to throw that plan out, reassess, and come up with the best way to make sure this guy develops into the quarterback that you drafted. Sometimes that means he starts day one. And I could have made that argument for Trey Lance. Uh, a player with one year of FCS experience is going to need to play some bad football before he plays some good football. does not matter when you put him in. Could put him in year two, year three. It's going to happen. He, he needs the learned experience. So we bring that guy in, and, and, and we try to figure it out. So that's number one. You have to figure out and respond to your person. Not everybody's Patrick Mahomes. Not everybody's Josh Allen. Not everybody's Josh Rosen. Okay. The other thing is, man, Kyle Shanahan's really done a rough job developing young offensive talent over the last couple of years, right? Uh, Shanahan has a lot of influence over that front office. Uh, and, and when, when John Lynch came in, it was a surprise. A lot of people didn't really know he was in the GM market. And a lot of it was because that was going to give Shanahan a heavier hand than a lot of head coaches have in the front office. Since then, they've made a lot of early picks on offense. I've got to tell you, Rob, most of those have not worked. Joe Williams was not on the board. Then all of a sudden, he was the third-round pick. Uh, you know, you have Dante Pettis, you have Jalen Hurd, another weird one early. You have now Brandon Ayuk, you have Aaron Banks, who struggled to find the field so far this year. Debo was a good pick, and then Kittle was a great pick late. But we'll, we're noticing that these late picks seem to be sticking out. And I don't think Shanahan cares much about those. He cares about the early ones, and those are the ones that are struggling to work. Uh, the, the Niners' biggest problem right now as a team is how much influence Shanahan has on the people they bring in before he even starts implementing his scheme. Which brings us to a player like Lance, and we say, all right, Shanahan very clearly had a lot of influence bringing this guy in. If he's been in any way disappointed or frustrated with the way Lance has prepped or prepared or performed or whatever, are we already doing this? Are we already doing the game where we just kind of like like pick on a young guy and try to push his buttons and try to find a way to get him moving and like use him in weird ways? I don't know. So... I'm always of the belief that you should trust the coaching staff and the guys in the building to figure out when to put the rookie in. With that said, the offensive coaching staff right now that's really hard to trust on that matter is Kyle Shanahan's in San Francisco. But Jimmy Garoppolo has played like crap. And I get that, like, yeah, you want to do everything that's good for your development. But, like, dude, this is the NFL. 
you don't always get to go in when conditions are perfect. Justin Herbert found out he was starting like 10 minutes before the game in his rookie year in a season with no offseason, and he goes in and drops 300 yards and multiple touchdowns on the defending Super Bowl champions. I get that you, you know, it's not ideal maybe for Lance's development, but at some point at every other position, if you're playing like crap, you get replaced. Yet somehow at the quarterback position, you could play like crap forever and nothing happens to you. You just keep getting rolled back out there. My thing is, I just, right, I I don't think starting Jimmy feels good. I don't like it. But if right now, if, they were, if I were in Shanahan's shoes and I believed with conviction that sitting Lance right now was the best thing to make him more likely to be good when he eventually plays later on, then I would bench him to play Garoppolo because I really don't care about the season as much anymore. I want to do whatever is necessary to make sure this guy develops. So if I had that conviction, I would I would take this path and I would start Jimmy. I'm not sure I would or that I do on the outside, but that's what I would do if I were there. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.